0: Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 32.
1: What forgiveness is not.
0: You nailed that. I know. It's like we
1: talk about these things or something.
0: I know. We really don't. Script that stuff out. No, we
1: don't script it out, but we we know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully, we are our own producers here at the Good Talk
0: Podcast. Our own tech people, our own lighting people, our own audio people, mm-hmm. our own camera people. You can probably tell timer people. <laughs> That's why the lighting changes on YouTube. <laughs>
1: We're so learning.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it, oh,
1: it's, it's okay. It's all right. Um, it's speaking fine. of learning, yeah. Um, I am learning to accept something new about you. What? This growing monstrosity on your face.
0: I got a beard, y'all.
1: I feel like you're just trying to compete with like my growing belly. <laughs> and you're like, I'm gonna do something to stand out.
0: <laughs> no, I do. I have a beard. I've never had a beard in my life. I mean, I've always had a little not always. Only in the past couple years have I even had scruff. Yes. I used to shave every single Lean-shaped. day for probably 22 years of my life and then I got a little scruff and now I've been kind of playing around with it and I let it grow out a little bit and I always cut it back but this time I'm in I am committed
1: I really love the scruff and I'm even okay with like a little bit longer than scruff. what about this this is this is a lot
0: oh this not it's not even close to where I'm going
1: I just I don't know I have a vision it just doesn't okay
0: Yep. I want to be, I want it to grow long enough that I can sit down with a real barber and be like, shape my beard.
1: Oh my, gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, yeah, it's okay. I, I'm, i well,
0: Can I tell you my problem with it right now? Sure. I'm at a real point of no return. Because <laughs>
1: no, I'm, we're not. No, no, no. Listen, we can turn no, listen, this bus listen, around listen. right now. It's a
0: summer issue because I, I've, I'm already getting sun from being outside a lot, being on the farm. If I shave it now, I'm gonna have the weirdest like <laughs> tan, tan line. line right down the side of my face. So I feel like at this point, I just gotta roll with it.
1: Okay. How about we just shorten it? Is that too Man, much to ask? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, baby. I think baby pepper is gonna be scared when she. Um, comes into the Maybe. world to a caveman. You know
0: what I'm having to get used to? Uh-huh. Your new obsession with the show Friends. <laughs> it's like you discovered it for the first time.
1: <laughs> okay. If, okay. You know, it's like Valid. 25 years old. I know. So, I mean, my parents watched it when I was little and I never watched it because I just was, you know, doing my own thing. But I I think it's, it's just the fact that at night, I go to bed so much earlier now because I just get tired, but... Um, at night it's something like mindless.
0: You're like the unwilling
1: unhappy and, mm-hmm. and you know, I think you would probably turn on the local news and that to me is just like there was a murder on Fourth Avenue yeah, and then it's heavy. you know, it's just like I don't know, for not anymore. I quit the
0: news, remember?
1: Because we're watching Friends.
0: Well, and I'd quit the news back in like January.
1: Yeah, Either way. But yeah, I love it. And then I they um the new like reunion thing has been, yeah, that's right, brand- it just happened,
0: right? they just, yeah, the- so the
1: friends had a reunion. Listen, I know I'm like totally a poser right now because I've only watched for probably a month, but and there are people out there who are diehard like friends fans, which I think is awesome. But anyway, I uh, this whole like re- reunion thing sparked my new interest in it. I was like, oh, I don't know why I've never watched this. This is like one of the most famous talk sh- or not talk shows, um, sitcoms of all time. You know
0: how much money they make,
1: actually. Yes, I looked it up. How much? Um so early on, like, you know, I think first couple seasons, they were making like twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand an episode, which yep. back then that's a lot. That yeah. was a lot of money. And then once they got to the end of their seasons, they had all escalated and it was like a million I thought per it was a episode. million. I remember
0: them being like the first people i would heard of being paid a million dollars per episode. A
1: million dollars per episode. And then um even now I looked it up, um, they are making twenty million a year. Just on reruns, each of them. Shut up. 20 million a year just on reruns. Do you think,
0: Jordan, one day? No. The reruns (laughs) of the Good Talk podcast could bring us in millions? I was literally just thinking,
1: (laughs) I was like, can you imagine? I mean, the prep work that it takes to do anything, like pick your job, I don't care. But thinking about, just a million no, dollars for recording an episode, and I know it's a lot of work and crazy talent and all that, but still, yeah. holy moly! But yeah, I'm loving that is it. crazy. It's, it's I like want to watch Reunion,
0: do. but it's on HBO Max, and I'm not forking out the money for it.
1: We pick our streaming. I feel I thought it was gonna get so
0: much cheaper, and now it's getting more expensive because you have to. Get a subscription to every Everything. darn thing to watch stuff.
1: I know, it's like they're I, gonna
0: win. They're gonna win in the end. They're gonna get our money.
1: I was telling somebody, I was like, you know what? Maybe one day there will be someone that comes out and just like aggregates all the streamers and says, hey, if you pay this one price, you get all these channels. And they're like, Jordan, that's cable, cable exactly, <laughs> yeah. which so we got like rid of, and yeah, backer. It's just it's a merry go round, but it anyway. really is. Well,
0: yeah, it's it's a lot, but.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So speaking of friends and sometimes people we need to forgive.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to get into this and talk about forgiveness some today. Um I've I've spent a lot of my life, most of my life in kind of the personal growth space, whether it be in the church world, um now I'm doing some of my own life coaching. Like it's it's an area that I'm I'm fully committed to. I love yeah. being surrounded by people who the, they're, they're accepting of where they're at today, but they know that there's more. Yeah. Right? And, and usually with people, whether it's I'm speaking to a group of people, whether I'm doing coaching with someone one-on-one, um, there's almost always something in their life that's blocking them or keeping them from getting to where it is that they want to go mm-hmm. or becoming who it is that they want to be, right? Yeah. And it's a lot of different things, and everybody's different, but one of the things that's interesting to me is something that almost always pops up for people at some point in their life that holds them back, that keeps them from growing is unforgiveness. It's that's the baggage that a lot of people carry around. It's, mm. it's, it, there's a, a grudge that they've been nursing sometimes for years. It's bitterness that kind of is just boiling over in their life. And um, there's just, you know, I, I think a lot of things that hold people out. There, there's a there's a verse in Hebrews chapter 12 that talks about, watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up in your life, corrupting many. Mm-hmm. And, it, and always that, that visual of that no uh, bitterness root. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was on the farm this week. And over by the barn where we planted those bushes yeah. for our wedding. The wedding, yeah. Well, like it's being overtaken by all these vines. It might be poison oak, by the way. I'm not sure. But I start kind of pulling at all this stuff. And then uh, it was all coming from one root hmm. that was under the ground that literally had covered Spimmed. all four of those bushes and was going up the side of the barn. Wow. But those roots what were growing root? under sand. It's like the, the idea of, of, of that. That kind of phrase, no poisonous root of bitterness, is is speaking to the fact, and we all know this to be true, that bitterness spreads. It's mm-hmm. it, it's not contaminated. And so you may be justified in your bitterness, but it still contaminates everything. In other yeah. words, it's not isolated to the person to the one thing. that you're you're bitter towards. Right. It's gonna impact all of your relationships, even the people who aren't at all involved. Mm-hmm. And what happened that made you bitter, or angry, yep. or upset, right? Yep. And so uh, I guess I would start by saying to everybody that's listening you may be completely justified mm-hmm. in your bitterness. You may be completely justified. Uh, You may have every right in the world to not forgive certain people in your life. Because when you get hurt and it's deep and it's unfair, you want the other person to hurt back. You want them to know, right, the pain that they inflicted on you. You want them to pay. I know what that feels like. You know what that feels like, right?
1: Yeah, and you think somehow withholding your forgiveness is helping encourage their own pain.
0: Yeah, I think it is human nature. To want the person who hurt you to hurt back. But again, you have to understand that this bitterness, this unforgiveness contaminates everything. It's not isolated to the source of the bitterness. And so one of the things that I feel like I'm learning more and more is that sometimes you don't forgive someone for their sake. You do it for your own freedom. Totally right? Because I, I liken resentment to like, just make a tight fist right now. If you're listening to this, like, and have a hand free, like just make a really tight fist, like as tight as you possibly can. I think when there's bitterness and there's unforgiveness in your life, that's what your heart is like, mm. right? It is, it is tight. It's taut. It's constricted. It's unable to accept, to receive. It's not open, right? And so when your heart's not open, you you can't love, right? You can't love when your heart's closed. Mm-hmm. You can't love yourself. You can't love the people in your life. And so, you know, when you love yourself, right? This this is what's so important. This is why I think forgiveness and letting go of bitterness is so important. It's like letting go of that tight fist mm-hmm. and it's opening up your heart so you can love. So when you love yourself, you thrive. When you love other people around you, you're going to grow. When you love life, healing begins.
1: Right. It's not like when you open that, let's just go back to the metaphor, when you open mm-hmm. your hand, it's not that you're extending love to that person necessarily that hurt you. It's just that you're now opening your own heart so that it can be open to everything else because that's right. it's so restricted when that's you right.
0: hold on to bitterness. That's, that's the interesting thing about closing your heart off because of your bitterness and your resentment. It's keeping you from receiving right? Love and loving yourself, loving others, right? And loving life. Again, it impacts everything. Mm -hmm. And that's why this act of forgiveness I think is so crucial is because it allows your heart to open up. Now I'll tell you where I see a ton of people get stuck and it's where I want to camp out for just a few minutes. I think a lot of people don't engage in the exercise of forgiveness because they're very confused about what it is. And they think that forgiveness is something that it's not. And so there's three things that I see people get stuck on all the time. First thing is that people confuse forgiveness with forgetting. Mm -hmm. So they think in order to forgive, what that means is you have to forget. Right. And I think in almost every case, that's impossible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just is. Like It's like we carry this tape recorder around in our souls that records every hurt. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, there, as long as you're breathing, there's not a stop button and there's not an erase button. Yeah, but there is a volume control. Yes, right. And that's what forgiveness does: is it doesn't. You're not forgetting the event, right? But you're at, you are able to turn down the volume on that hurt and that pain. Does that yeah. make sense? It
1: does. And I I think if you look at some of the people that you know, I know, whoever in your life. That would say like, oh yeah, that I forgot totally about. Like, it, if if someone claims to have forgotten a circumstance that was deeply hurtful, they absolutely have not, and for sure probably also means they've done zero work with that and done yeah. zero growth and zero healing, and
0: it's impacting them in ways they have no idea.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I I think that's so true. Is it's almost like the whole like forgive and forget. I feel like that was such a thing for so mm-hmm. long, and forgetting actually is super unhealthy. You know, yeah. it, do, it doesn't mean forgetting means also holding on, but forgetting to me means lack of healing, lack of growth, lack of any sort of work towards getting over that.
0: Yeah, but it's I, I like the way, I like that imagery of what you just created because then it goes back to that root of bitterness again. That root, like I had no idea all those roots were spreading under that ground, taking over those bushes, and and the side of the barn, right, until I started pulling it up. And I was like, holy cow, look at all look these places it, it was. So, again, yeah. just because you don't remember it in this moment, just because it doesn't mean it's not impacting you. Yeah. So you gotta, you got to get to that point. Again, forgiveness is not forgetting. It's not erasing it. It's just turning the volume down on that pain. Yeah. It's reframing the event or whatever it is that happened or occurred in your life. Okay. All right, second thing forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not condoning, Mm -hmm. and this is a big one. People really get stuck here. It it doesn't mean that you condone what it is that the other person did wrong. It doesn't mean that you excuse what they did. Forgiveness is not the same as excusing someone. It doesn't mean that you decide that you're going to tolerate injustice because injustice needs to be fought.
1: Yeah, yep. I remember you posted something. It was a quote on Instagram. I don't know when, but it was essentially something like if there are people in your life that are constantly reminding you of your past, it might be good to leave them in your past. Yep. More or less, that was what the quote said. And people got so upset about that because they thought you were like essentially saying you shouldn't be held accountable, which right, is what right. this condoning thing is is about. It's not saying like, oh, yeah, forget you. I'm going to just keep living my life moving forward. I'm not taking any sort of accountability for things that I've done. Um, but that really rubs people the wrong way. It really rubs people the wrong way. And I don't, I don't know, I guess, I guess it goes back to the whole concept of if they feel like they forgive you, they are condoning you. That's That's how they, in your mind, people, we think we have so much control over somebody else that our own forgiveness yep. would somehow condone their behavior.
0: Yeah, but it's not. You can forgive someone without condoning them. And then that third area that I see people get stuck is, uh, and and again, this is a huge one. Uh, forgiveness is not reconciliation.
1: Oh, not always.
0: Not always. It, it can be. Yeah. It can be, but that. Reconciliation is a completely different thing than yes. forgiveness. Yes, they're two separate acts. So, forgiving someone doesn't mean you're always going to reconcile with that person. Yeah. Sometimes you can't reconcile. Like, you can forgive someone mm-hmm. who has died. Yeah. You can't reconcile yeah. with that person, oh, right? So hard. Also, if the other person's not willing to acknowledge their part at all, you can't yeah. build a relationship safely unless there's there's truth, right? With no truth, there's no trust. With no trust, there's no relationship. So a, a lot of times I think people get stuck because they're like, oh gosh, to forgive them means I have to reconcile with them and be in a relationship with them again, and I know that's not healthy for me. Well, no, 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 You can forgive them, which is healthy, right? But not necessarily reconcile with them. Sometimes it's that's healthy to reconcile. Sometimes it's not healthy to yeah. reconcile, right?
1: Yeah, and I think, I know, I can think of people right now that, in my past life, I've completely forgiven how I felt like I was treated, but they're toxic mm-hmm. for me. They're toxic yeah. people. Um, and so I know even if I forgave them and took them to lunch and all that, I would leave that lunch feeling horrible because yeah. it's just that that relationship is not a good relationship. And I know you've experienced the same. And, um, you know, I, I think the hardest part about this is when you do like cross the line of forgiveness. And you want to reconcile, and the other party doesn't. Yeah. I think that's the most painful thing is because you did a lot of work to get to the place where you were ready to reconcile, and then to be denied um, is very hard. I know you've experienced that.
0: Yes. And that's exactly why I think you have to separate the two. Yeah. As two separate acts. Yeah. There's forgiving, right? And the outcome of what happens after that, you know, is not always going to be. In your control, what is in your control mm-hmm. is making that choice to forgive. So yeah. I think it's a really important remember forgiveness doesn't mean you forget; it doesn't mean you condone, mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that you reconcile either.
1: So what what is it? What doesn't mean?
0: Well, I mean that's a good question. I think to put it as simply as I can, I would say forgiveness is choosing love over hate. Mm-hmm. It's essentially it's letting go of your right to hurt them back. Mm. Right. Cause that's the, ultimately that's your desire is you want them to pay. You want them to hurt in the same way that you hurt. To forgive means that you let go of your desire to hurt them back. Mm-hmm. And whenever you forgive someone, essentially what you're doing is you're refusing to take higher moral ground. Right. Because that's what you say. That's why it's so hard for us to, to forgive. Like if, if you refuse to forgive, you always feel like you, you've won up them you always feel like you're kind of a little bit better than them, right? You you, you have put them down as an inferior person, and you've set yourself up yes, yes. as the superior person. Yes. Right? So what happens then in forgiveness is you're saying, I refuse to put myself up here and you down here, mm. right? We are both human. We've both made lots of mistakes in our lives, and I'm going to let go of my... Uh, desire my right to hurt you back, and I'm letting you free. And when you do that again, it's that tight fist. It just begins to release.
1: That's such a good visual to think. Because you're right, we do. When we think we are holding something over somebody, we are holding it over them because we think we are also above them. Yep. You know, And that is such a, that's really convicting because to, to get to the place where you're emotionally and mentally okay to say, Okay. all right, we're on the same playing field. That's very humbling.
0: Yep. Ooh, I, I just thought of a fourth thing forgiveness is not. Okay. I know I'm doing this kind of out of order, mm-hmm. but it just, just hit me because this is another place I see people get stuck. Uh, forgiveness is not a one-time act. Oh, my gosh. Rarely no. do you just say to yourself, I forgive that person. And then it's just like heart wide open, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it, uh, usually it is a process. So what I see is people are like, okay, I'm forgiving that person. And then two days later, they feel some bitterness creep back in. They're like, dang it, I didn't do it right. Yeah. No, no, you, you probably did do it right. It's just not a one-time decision. It no. is continually whenever you feel that disturbance inside of you, that hurt inside of you allowing that energy to pass through you instead of grabbing onto it and holding onto it and nursing yes. that grudge, yes. that bitterness, right?
1: You're, you're nursing the forgiveness instead of the grudge.
0: That's right, that's Still. right. You let that, that you feel the pain, you feel the disturbance, nothing you can do about that, but then you let that pass through. Hmm. And I think, I think that that's really important. I think a lot of people get stuck just thinking to themselves, I'm not good at this whole forgiveness thing.
1: Right, or this pain was too much, or this person is too like prevalent in my life. Like I feel like there's certain people in my life that I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get to the place where I can just walk by that person and be okay. And just literally have it not impact my soul. Um, but you're right. It's such a like step by step by step, and sometimes it's you are backwards and you're yeah. having to take that same step again. And, and I, know.
0: I think we set up some of those false expectations in church at times. And I know not all of you listen to this come from a religious background, but a lot of times in church, in an effort to help people release things, you know, we'll do little illustrations. I remember I did this several times where we talked about uh, there's a seen in the Bible where people had stones and wanted to stone a woman who had committed adultery. And we talked about the whole act of not judging other people, like releasing them and put your stone down and walk away, you Mm -hmm. know, as if it was just like a one-time thing or Mm -hmm. pray this prayer that you want to forgive and release this person and it will be done. Yeah. Again, great first step, Mm -hmm. but it's a process. And so I think we just need to remember that Depending on who you are, how you're wired, what happened to you, how many times it happened to you, all this is a process.
1: Yeah, and even if you have to start the process selfishly motivated to say, "I want my heart to be soft again." Yes, you know, because it's not it's not always going to be. I want to I want to forgive this person to release them. I, I think a lot of times it's you've got to get to a place in your own heart and mind where you have the awareness to say, "I want to be healthy. I yeah. want to." be able to be open to other things. I want to have healthier relationships, whatever right. that is. Um, but I think a lot of times big changes in our lives have to start with big motivations, and that to That's me right. is a big one.
0: It is. I Someone shared this with me years ago, and it's always stuck with me, just talking about the beauty of forgiveness of what happens when we release somebody. As It says, forgiveness reveals three goodnesses simultaneously. So when you forgive, what you experience is you choose Um, the goodness of the other person over their faults. So there's that goodness. You choose their goodness over their faults. Then you experience God's goodness flowing through you in that moment. And then we also experience our own capacity for goodness in a way that almost surprises us because we never knew if we could let go of mm-hmm. that bitterness and hurt. Mm-hmm. And so I've always thought that's a beautiful thing. I like, I picture these three streams kind of converging yeah. right into this really powerful force. flowing river of love and force that these three goodnesses happen. You choose their goodness over their faults. You experience God's goodness flowing through you and you experience your own capacity for goodness all in one act. That's really. And I just think that that's really cool. And so I know forgiveness isn't easy. I think it costs a lot to forgive. The only thing I think it'll cost you more uh, than forgiveness is the cost of not forgiving, Mm -hmm. right? The cost of going your whole life with a closed heart full of bitterness and not experiencing the joy you were designed to joy, thinking somehow you were hurting the other person when in fact, you're just hurting yourself. So true. So it, it's not easy. It's really hard. I think that it's one of the most important uh, practices that we can learn to let people uh, go free and experience our forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's crucial.
1: It's really good. I'm like trying to think of. I feel like we should all. Okay, everybody. Maybe I'm taking your, your application. No, go I ahead. Feel like we all like if we all just had that one person. Would you say that the first step? With like forgiveness for if we have like a single person in mind, is it? Are you letting that person know that you're forgiving them, or is it just kind of like internal?
0: I don't think you have to. Yeah, but I I do think that there will be something more freeing if you do. Mm-hmm. There's a there is a um, there's an interaction. There's a closure that I think that happens when you reach out to that person and you let them know that you are choosing their goodness over their faults. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to let go of your right to hurt them back. There there is a there's a again it's another step and that's not even necessarily reconciliation, right? Mm-hmm. That's in between. That's just a yeah. Right? But I do think um I think you can forgive without doing that, but I do think that that takes it to a different level of yeah. healing. That's good. For you and for them. Mhm. Cuz why go to all that work to not also pass that Release healing on them. to them?
1: Yeah. That's good. All right, so everybody take your one person. That's your homework.
0: Yep, and there's probably some work you need to do before you reach out to them, but <laughs> for sure. You know, you know I I <laughs> yeah. forgive
1: you. I forgive you. <laughs> oh, crap. No, I
0: don't. It's going to, yeah, that could go really bad. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a lot of work, but it's worth the work. So if you're going to need to buy some books, listen to some messages, do whatever, go to therapy, do whatever you got to do to start that journey.
1: Yeah, it's good. I love it's it.
0: It's a game changer. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, if it's you know somebody. You know somebody that? Oh, thank you! For, I love it when you work the name of the podcast back <laughs> That's in. That's the whole point. Good talk. good Um, If you know somebody that is struggling, uh, maybe they're struggling with bitterness and resentment or having a hard time letting go, uh, maybe you just share this podcast with them. Maybe this would be the beginning of some healing Mm -hmm. for them as they begin to start that process and start that journey. Uh, As always, if this podcast has been helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe, uh, leave a review. As you know, um, if you'll leave a review, take a picture of it, send it to us at
1: Uh, info at com
0: then we'll send you the 30 Days of Good journal completely free, just a little way to say thank you for uh, leaving that review Um, because it does really make, make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, so as you go on your journey, whatever it is that you're working on these days, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May He smile on you and be gracious to you. May He show you His favor and give you His peace.